and he pans the camera over back to the door because he about to walk back out and Katie's standing in the fucking doorway, bro. I would have jumped out of my fucking skin seeing her standing at that goddamn door. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Run Bit Podcast, a podcast where I review scary movies. I'm your host, Bree, and today's episode, we're going to be talking about paranormal activity. Now, I know I've been gone for a little minute, but I'm back. I'm bringing out this episode. Excuse me if I got a little, you know, sniffles. Uh, I think I'm getting a cold or something, but we're going to get right into it. So paranormal activity, man, I feel like this movie changed the game a little bit. I remember when it first came out, I think I was watching it on like a desktop computer in our den or living room or something. I think it was me, my sister, and my cousin. And maybe my little brother was watching it with us. I don't remember. But I think that we uh we either downloaded it on a site that we found or we um just found it where we could stream it somewhere uh, on the computer. But I know that when I was first watching it, I thought this shit was real. <laughs> I thought I was just watching like some shit that people uploaded and like I didn't think it was like a real like actual movie. It looked like a like a, a documentary type film. But anyway, we're gonna get into all that. So again, we're talking about paranormal activity. The first one, I know they made like four or five other ones, but the first one is the OG. So I'm gonna jump into the cast and the release date and all that. So the release date of this film is uh September 25th, 2009. So that was when it released like to theaters to the uh, general public and everything, but it also premiered, um, I believe, like October of two thousand seven, um, at a, a at a fest. I, I have it in the fun facts, so I'll get to that later. But two thousand nine is the release date to the general public. It was directed by Oren Pelly, um, and the producers are Oren Pelly and Jason Blom. So y'all know Jason Blom; he from Blomhouse Productions. I think I mentioned this in the last podcast episode, but whenever you see the Blumhouse, like, uh, what what's it called? The Blumhouse opening, you already know that movie's going to be fire, bro. All right, so let's get into the cast. The cast is Kate Featherson, who plays Katie. And we have Mika Sloat as Mika. Um, Mark Fredericks as Dr. Fredericks, who's the psychic that comes in. And we have Amber Armstrong as Amber, and then we have Ashley Palmer um, as Diane. So we'll get into all that later. You'll you'll figure out who they are. But the main two characters of this movie are Katie and Mika. All right, so I'm going to give you the synopsis of the movie, and then we'll jump right into the breakdown. So the synopsis says, soon after moving into a suburban home, Katie, who's Katie Featherson, and Mika played by Mika Sloat, uh, become increasingly disturbed by what appears to be a supernatural presence. Hoping to capture evidence of it on film, they set up video cameras in the house, but are not prepared for the terrifying events that follow. Now, if you don't like scary movies, you ain't gonna like this. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, you're gonna be scared because it, it just make you feel like you you right there in it because they have the, like the handheld cameras that they are uh, following everything around. Like, So it's scary watching it like that so i'm gonna get into the movie so the movie opens with a little message on the screen and it says paramount pictures would like to thank the families of mika sloat and katie featherson and the san diego police department so basically 
it seemed like they just thanking them for the the footage. I'm doing air quotes, the footage that they provided to them. All right, so after they show that little message, um, it just looked like it's a home video, somebody filming a home video, and they just showing random shit in the house. And then we see them pan over to a mirror, and it's Mika. So Mika is the uh, boyfriend. He, We can see him holding a camera, just showing a shot of himself in the mirror and holding this, like, big-ass filming camera. Then it cuts to Katie pulling up outside in her little drop-top white Corvette-looking-ass car. I think, it, I think it was a Mazda or something, but that shit... <laughs> She drop top, you know, got the drop top down. She pulling up in the driveway, blowing the horn like I'm here, whatever. So uh, it shows on the screen as she pulling up that they in San Diego, California, and it's September 18th, 2006. All right. So as she pulling up, she asking him, like, why he got that big ass camera? I think she know that he was going to get a camera already because she's saying, like, oh, I thought you were going to get like the little handheld John, like. Why you got this big ass camera? The camera, no lie, the camera he got, it looked like the the camera that them folks be holding to uh, chase the people on Maury when they be like, you are not the father. It like that big ass shit like he walking around with filming in the house. So anyway, this whole movie is going to basically be from the point of view of the camera. So we already got a little taste of that right now. Now, you know, she in the house and it's just showing them cooking and talking about basically why they got the camera. We just listened to their conversation. So they talking and Mika basically like, now we can catch all the weird shit that's been happening since we got the camera. You know, I'm going to set it up. I'm going to be filming at all times, even when we sleeping. So he's saying in the in the uh, conversation that he think it might be the neighbors trying to mess with them. I mean, the neighbor's kids trying to mess with them uh, or prank them or something. But Katie says something like, well, unless that kid been following me since I was eight, that ain't it. So I'm like, ah, shit. First of all, he brushed that off real quick. You know what I'm saying? They they never really said what kind of activity it was. They haven't said it yet. But the fact that she said it's been following me around since I was eight, y'all already know. Red flag number one. Like, why would you, why would he not acknowledge that? Like, you said what, bit Since you was eight? Like, why he? Why didn't he catch that? But maybe they had a conversation about it before. I don't know. So he didn't say no he didn't say nothing about it. He just said, oh, creepy. So they finished that conversation up. They done eating and they just chilling. So he doing sound checks on the mic. He like, hey, Katie, say something in the mic, blah, blah, blah. All right, now whisper. He going back and forth, back and forth. So after he done doing that, he, Mika asked Katie, like, hey, do you know any tricks that we can do to try to make stuff happen in the house? First of all, this red flag number one for, for Mika specifically. Actually, this red flag number two for him, because he already number one when he didn't acknowledge her saying the shit been following since she was eight. This man, I'm going to tell y'all right now, this man reckless throughout the whole movie. He going to continue to do stuff like this, talking about is there anything we can do to make stuff happen. He wants stuff to happen. He ain't taking shit serious. So she like, Nah, I don't want nothing to happen. Like, I don't want to force shit. I don't want to play with it. Like, let's just chill. You got your little camera. We'll set it up and we'll just see what happens. So he said, man, I'm just trying to, you know, confirm what, what you've been claiming. So if we can get it to do stuff, then she like, so what? You don't believe me? He like, nah, of course I believe you. But, you know, I'm just trying to prove your point. Whatever. All right. So now we cut to they getting ready for bed. Um, and Mika is setting up the camera to make sure that it's, uh, you know, everything's good before they go to bed. 
And, you know, I've seen this movie a couple of times, but for some reason, when I watched it this time, this is my first time noticing that she said, let's have it pointing towards the hall, the hallway, because that's where we heard the footsteps. So anyway, they set up the camera and they get it pointing towards the hallway. So basically, um, they're going to sleep with the door open. So the way the camera set up, the door, the camera is pointing towards their bed and the door. So they, they bed is on the same wall that the door is on. All right. So they get the camera set up and everything pointing towards the door, towards the hallway. And then he tell her, you know, make sure the light on so we can see. They check that out. He can see. So now everything's ready. And this man, he and his little freak ass talking about some, hey, you know, we can do some extracurricular activities with this camera. She like, nigga, relax. Because <laughs> he already mentioned it a few times before. It, like, kept hitting at it. And she like, nah, it ain't going to happen. Like, chill out. It's not going to happen. So they turn on the alarm for the house. And now they're in the bed at, it says 11.24 p.m. So remember, the, the bedroom door is open, so they're sleeping. So now we see some text come on the screen, and it says, Night number one, September 18, 2006. So obviously the same date that showed on the beginning because it's the first night. And also, I just want to point out that the text on the screen looked like that uh, that, tech, that typewriter type text. So it kind of looked like... Uh, or like cold case files type text, you know what I'm saying? So I just want to point that out. It isn't really important. So they lay down, they fall asleep, and then the time on the screen jumps to 2.08 a.m. They still sleeping, but we can hear a low, like a low humming noise in the background. And then we can hear the floor creaking a little bit. And then we hear, hear something that sounds like footsteps running. And then, like, some keys dropped. Like, some keys fell on the floor. And that's all that happened for the night. All right, so they slept through that. They didn't wake up. They didn't hear none of that. So now we cut to the next morning. And Katie go downstairs, about to get breakfast or whatever she finna do. And she, like, she yelled from downstairs. She, like, Mika, Mika, come look where the keys are. And he, like, what? What happened? She, like, oh, my key's in the middle of the floor. And he said, well, I mean, did you leave the keys and she like no I didn't leave them in the middle of the floor I put them on the cabinet where I always do I mean on the on the counter where I always do uh next to your wallet or whatever the, whatever the hell was on the counter and he said well obviously it's the ghost trying to give us proof that he can move keys ha 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 this man is so he's so obnoxious I'm gonna tell y'all right now I don't fuck with Mika in this movie I was gonna wait to tell y'all later but I do not fuck this man in the movie. So let that be known. So he made a little joke. Oh, the ghost. That must be the ghost moving the keys. So he thinks it's a game, right? So Katie, like, whatever. They go about their day. So later on in the day, she mentioned that a psychic is going to come by to help them, you know, give guidance or whatever they need to do. Mika started playing some uh, spooky music like, oh, let's make him feel at home. I'm going to play this shit when he get here. What I tell y'all? Mika playing around. He don't know, but he going to find out. You're going to find out. All right. So we cut to the psychic arriving at the house and he come in. Mika start asking him questions right away. Like, oh, uh, you psychic, right? So that means you can predict when the traffic going to be bad and all that shit. And of course, the psychic, like, obviously, nigga, no, I cannot predict when the traffic going to be bad. That's a day by day type thing. 
So the psychic just started talking to Katie, asking her questions. You know, he, he wanted to get some background about her life, like what's been going on, what kind of um, what kind of activities been happening and just, you know, when did it start? So she said she'd been experiencing things since she was eight years old and she shared a room with her younger sister, Christy, who was five at the time and that they both experienced like paranormal shit. Now, we don't see Christy in this movie, but I think she in like um, she in later movies. So she was telling the story. She was eight. Christy was five. She said they would wake up and they would see like a dark, shadowy figure at the end of the bed. And Christy never saw it. Just Katie would see it. She goes on to say that when she was little, there was a fire in their house, like they house, they whole house burned down. None of them died. Everybody got out, but they lost everything and they had to move. Like they lost everything in the house. They had to move on um, the fire department, never determined where the fire came from. So she like, I ain't saying it's paranormal, but I'm saying the fire department couldn't determine where it came from. And none of us started the fire ourselves. So that's all. That's all she's saying. So at that point, she said stuff kind of stopped happening after the house burned down. But then she had more occurrences when she turned 13. Then it stopped. And now it's happening again in this house. And I think she said she in her 30s or something like that. Oh, she's 30 or something. She's, she's close to the age of 30. And stuff's starting to happen again. So this one, the psychic, like, yeah, it sounds like something is attached to you specifically. Not the houses that you're in. Because you went to all these different places. And stuff is still happening to you. Now, I'm going to tell y'all at this moment. If I was Mika, I'd be like, I'm sorry, babe, but I got to chunk them deuces. Because what is attached to you? Well, I should be the only thing attached to you. What What's following you from all these ages just trying to terrorize terrorize you and get to you for what? You got something you need to tell me? Because what the fuck? Like, hell no, bro. Like, they not married. They moved into a house together. I would have been like, yo, I'm out. I'm sorry. I love you, but I'm not trying to die. Not from no demon. So anyway, we move on and um, now they giving the psychic like a tour of the house so he can feel, you know, the energy in the house or whatever. So as he walking through, when he gets to the bedroom, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I can tell most of the most of the stuff happens in here. Right. She like, yeah, I done heard it whisper. And sometimes it be saying my name. <sighs> I think we on red flag number three. The ghost know your name, saying your name. I mean, I guess if it's been following you all these years, it's got to know your name. But. Now, Mika. He asked the psychic the same the same question he basically asked Katie on the first night. He said he asked the psychic, um, do you know if there's anything we can do to make stuff happen so I can catch it on tape? And it's like, bro, at this point, he would have had to go. Honestly, if I was Katie, I would have kicked him out. I mean, I say he should have left her. But low key, she should leave him because he only making it worse. And if it's been following her all this long, she kind of know how to deal with it. She need to get rid of his ass because he's just trying to play. The psychic like, well, it feeds off a of negative energy. So it's if, if it's any negative energy going on in the house, then it's going to feed off that and get stronger. And then Mika make a little comment like, all right, we, then your mama can't come back to the house because <laughs> she mean. That was kind of funny. That was kind of funny. Okay, so now they go back downstairs after a little tour. And the psychic is telling her like, look, my expertise is dealing with ghosts. And ghosts are dead humans. But it seemed like what you got is a demon. And a demon is something else. Like a demon is apparently it's not like a, 
a dead human or used to be human or anything. It's just like it was literally it literally only exists to like cause harm and wreak havoc on people. All right. So he was like, yeah, I got a sense that you got a demon in the house. And he was like, yeah, I mean, it's not the house. So even if you leave, it's going to follow you. So even if you try to move and leave the house, it's going to go wherever you at. So I'm going to give you the name. I'm going to give you the name and the number of this demonologist that I know. And you can call him and then he can help you out because, you know, only deal with ghosts. Cool. So before he leave, Mika asked the man, what if we get a Ouija board or something like that to try to ask it, you know, what it wants so we can just give it whatever it wants and it can leave us alone. And the psychic like, nah, don't do that. That's a terrible idea because you opening the door for uh, communication and you're just going to irritate it and all that. And just just don't do it. Like, it's not a good idea. He got real serious, too. He got that uh, white father face tone. He's like, don't do it. All right. I mean it. Don't do it. Mika like, all right. I'm, <laughs> he got real stern with him. Like, listen here, buddy. Don't do it. You got that? That's what it sounded like to me. So anyway. All right. So we jump to the next scene. The psychic gone. They're getting ready for bed. And Mika is telling Katie, like, hey, I don't think you need to call the demonologist because we could just figure it out ourselves. I feel like if you call the demonologist, what if he irritated? It's going to get worse. Honestly, I think it's just Mika think he could just uh, fight a demon at this point. Like, he think he could take care of it. So he don't want he don't want her to call somebody else in to help, basically, to make it seem like he can't he can't solve the problem. So she like, no, like. I don't want it to get worse. He said that we need to call this person to help us. Why would we not call him? But he's still convincing her, like, no, it's not that bad. It's cool. So she like, all right, whatever. Like, but if it get worse, I'm calling the demonologist. Bro, it's just so many red flags just at the beginning of this movie. Like, shit already been happening. Why do you need to wait for it to get worse for you to call the man? Like, you say you heard footsteps, boom, demonologist gone. You say I can't move out, so I'm calling somebody to get the demon out now they getting in the bed and we see uh the text come up on the screen again and now it's night number three september 20th 2006 and they getting in the bed at 12 30 a.m so we see the little time clock in the corner speed up and now it stops at 209 a.m we hear that low humming noise again and remember they sleep with the the bedroom door open so all of a sudden, the bedroom door start to move a little bit. It's, it just creaked. And so it creaked where it closed a little bit. And then it, it opened back up. Bro, that shit, I'm like, oh, nah, this shit moving doors. Hell nah. So they don't wake up from that. And that's all that happened that night. So they wake up the next morning. Mika looking at the footage and he like, oh, shit, Katie, come look. The door moved. He said, so I checked all the windows, everything closed, so it wasn't the wind. So, again, he asking Katie, like, what else can we do to get the ghost to come back? I'm telling y'all, he out of control, bro. He out of control, I'm telling you. But she basically just like, we not going to do nothing else to, to try to mess with it. Like, just, just drop it. So, it cut to a little part, like a little short scene where it just shows Mika kind of like, antagonizing the ghost like katie ain't around so we see him with the camera and he got the camera like on the bedroom door and he like moving the door he like 
Hey, uh, hey, you here? Where you at? Talking, talking to the ghost. You here? Oh, this is your plan just to come move the door, huh? Oh, all right. And then that's it, like the like the scene cut to the next scene. So the next scene shows them getting ready for bed again. And we see that Mika been reading about a ghost versus a demon. So he said that he agreed that it's probably a demon because they only exist to cause trouble. And they also ones that can like follow you around to different places for like multiple years. So he over here thinking like all this shit cool and like, damn, it's cool that we got it on tape. And Katie at this point, she like, look, I know this is new to you and it's a little exciting and all that shit. But I'm telling you, I'm scared, bro. Like it's been happening since I was eight, since I was little. So if it get worse, I don't want to make I don't want to make it mad. And you're going to have to stop recording if it get worse. Like you just going to have to put the camera away because that might make it mad. And he like, well, you ain't even warned me about this shit before we used to decide to move in together. Like, you could have said something at any point. So I got the right to try to film and figure it all out. Apparently, they've been dating for a long time. They decided to, you know, move into a house together. He was like, you could have mentioned it on, like, the 30th date, blah, 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 blah. Whatever. So she like, all right, you, you right. Uh, they go to bed. We see the text on the screen say, night number five, September 22nd, 2006. And it's 2.55 a.m. So we hear this little, same little humming noise again. And Katie, she just wake up out of nowhere. She gasping and panting. <sighs> Talking about, oh, I just had the worst nightmare. My head hurt, blah, blah, blah. And Mika like, oh, it's, it's okay, man. It's just a dream, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, bro, they hear a loud ass, boom, bang, come from downstairs. So Mika jump up like, what the fuck? So he get up, he go downstairs, try to check it out. And Katie like, no, no, no. He like, nah, grab the camera, let's go. So they go downstairs, and they looking around, and they don't see shit. So Mika, Mika like, that's all you got? And Katie like, Mika, please stop messing with the goddamn ghost, bro. Like, leave it alone. So it jumps to the next day, and he going over the tape from last night. So he's showing Katie... And I believe her uh her friend Amber is there. And so he like, hey, come here, I gotta show y'all something. I got the audio from last night. So basically this audio he played, the noise happened right before they woke up. It was like a little voice or something, but they don't they don't really know what it's saying, so they can't really make it out. So Mika like, I think this thing trying to communicate with us, so I think we should get a Ouija board. Katie and Amber, uh, they ain't even let him finish the sentence, bro. They like no, do not do that. Hell no. Don't bring no Ouija board in this house. Like, don't do that. You're going to let it in. It's going to try to, you're going to open the door for it to try to uh, communicate with us. You're going to mess some shit up, blah, blah, blah. So Katie like, Mika, please promise me you won't buy a Ouija board. He like, all right, fine. I won't buy one. Cool. That's the end of that scene. So now we jump to a few nights ahead and they getting ready for bed. And I guess nothing has happened really in the past few nights because Mika started talking shit to the demon again. He like, oh, ain't nothing happened in a while. You scared? What's up? Where you at? And Katie like, if you do not shut up and put your camera down and get in the bed, like, what are you doing? Why you keep messing with the damn demon? If it ain't messing with us, don't mess with it. He like, nah, this demon weak. This shit trash. It worthless. I'm like, oh, he going in, bro. I can't wait till this demon get on his ass, boy. <laughs> so he finally put the camera down, stopped talking shit. 
So they get in the bed and it's like, it's a uh, 3.13 a.m. And the text on the screen say night number 13, September 30th, 2006. So they sleeping and we start to hear little, little thumping noises. And Katie wake up immediately. She listening. And then Mika wake up and he like, what's wrong? She whispering like, oh, I, I thought I heard a noise from downstairs. So now they both just listen. They sitting there being real quiet trying to see what's going on. Next thing you hear is boom, bam, like a big ass crashing sound. It sounded like a wild animal shrieking. It was like, yeah, boom, 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 boom. So they get up like, what the fuck, bro? It shakes the whole house. Like it shakes the whole house. It's, it's like somebody dropped weights on the floor or something and it just shook the whole house. So they jump up like, what the fuck? And of course, you know what they're going to do. They're going to go downstairs and check out the noise. All right. So they both get up. They go down with the camera and we can see that the uh, the chandelier in the living room is still swinging because it shook. The, it literally shook the whole house. And we can see that the chandelier is still moving. And that's all they see. So they go down. They looking for something else, but they don't see nothing else. That's all they see is chandelier shake. So they go back to bed, but they stay up for a little while, just hearing the little the little thumping or knocking or whatever the noise is. So they, they can't really sleep that night. So now we cut to the next morning. And you know Mika. He hype as hell. He like, ooh, we got some good shit on camera. Like, like he didn't just have a heart attack last night. Like, bro, you know you was scared as fuck when that noise happened and the whole house shook. Like, quit playing. So Katie keeps telling him, like, you need to take this shit serious because it's getting worse. Clearly, it's getting worse. So we cut to Mika trying to ask questions on a little handheld recorder. He said it's his uh, EVP recorder. So he started asking on the recorder, like, uh, you know, what do you want from us? Can you talk to me in English this time? Uh, and he don't hear nothing. Then he say, do you want to talk to the Ouija board? So he asked all these questions on the recorder. And then when he played it back, the ghost didn't answer to none of the other questions except for, do you want to talk to the Ouija board? So at this point, Mika like, oh, shit, I heard something. So he rewind the question again, and he heard a little noise after he said it. He said, that sounded like a yes to me. So that's it. That's all we see at the end of that scene. So now it jumps to the next scene, and the text on the screen say, night number 15, October 2nd, 2006. And it's 1.35 a.m. So they land down the bed. They already sleep, you know. And Katie, she suddenly just rise up in the bed. Like, she just sits straight up. And you could tell, like, she ain't awake. It looked like she might be in, like, a, a sleepwalking type state because she's sitting straight up. But it's like, I, like, she not awake, bro. You can tell she's not awake. So we start hearing that little that little humming noise again. And you know every time you hear that noise, that means, like, the, the demon is around, the ghost is around. So she get out of bed. And this one, this like this one of my favorite scenes of the movie. And I, this is like the most memorable that I feel like everybody remembers. So she get out the bed and then she just turn and look at Mika while he's sleeping in the bed. Bro, she just standing there staring at him for hours. Like she started staring at him at 1.36 a.m. And she didn't stop until 3.30 a.m. Like the camera just fast forward and it's just showing her like standing there, you know, like doing the little movement because obviously she's standing but she it's just showing her just standing there till 3 30 in the morning 
And he just never woke up because he ain't got a reason to. Ain't no noise. Like, he just sleeping the whole time. So once it's 3.30, she just leave the room. So Mika, he eventually wake up at some point, right? He realized she ain't in the bed. He started looking for her. And then he see that she's sitting outside in the backyard, bro, like just on the little swing set that you got in the backyard. And she, he like, what the fuck you doing out here? It's cold as hell, like, come in the house. She like, nah, nah, leave me alone, leave me alone. I don't want to go out. I don't want to go inside. This, this is the part where it gets even scarier. Like, it's already scary, but now it's like, you could tell that it's just, she got just got like a dead type face. She's not even really talking to him. Like, you could tell it's not her talking to him. He's like, okay, well, if you're going to stay outside, then at least let me go get you a blanket. So he go inside to go grab her a blanket. He makes it to the couch where the blanket is, and then he hear a big boom. Loud ass bang come from upstairs. He like, what the fuck? So he run upstairs with the camera and the TV in their room, it just, it's on. Like it was off at first, but it's, it's turned on now and it's just a static channel. Now I know some of y'all Gen Zers ain't gonna know what the fuck the static channel is, but it's literally the channel on the TV that just be like, Shh, like the white noise sound. And it's like a little black and white. So it's like just the white noise channel on the TV. And he like, what the fuck? So he go into the room. He looking around. He don't see nothing. And he pans the camera over back to the door because he about to walk back out. And Katie standing in the fucking doorway, bro. I would have jumped out of my fucking skin seeing her standing at that goddamn door. She's standing there like, what's going on? What's happening? He said, what the hell you mean? What's happening? You was just outside talking about you not coming in and it's cold as hell. You half naked, basically sitting outside on the swing she like what you talking about like no you we need to go to bed like i'm cold i'm tired let's just go to bed she really don't even know what she was doing like she has no recollection of being outside at all so they cut to the next morning and he's showing her the tape like look you got out the bed you stared at me weird as fuck and then you left the room and you went downstairs she's like oh my god i really left the room like i don't remember any of this blah 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 no Mika, I don't know why Mika ain't leaving at this point. Why, why are you still with her? Why you like, I get it, you love her, whatever. But I'm telling y'all right now, if my wife started doing some shit like this and we married, divorce paper signed. I'm out of there, buddy. I'm not coming back. I'm sorry. Get that shit together and then we'll figure it out. But no, I ain't doing it. So she said all she remember is having uh, nightmares. Like she don't remember going outside, none of that. So. She want to call the dude, and he's still trying to convince her, like, nah, don't worry about it. We don't need to call the demon dude. We're just going to make it mad. Like, we got this. Let's just stay strong. We, we don't worry about it. So later that same night, they getting ready to go out on a date. You know what I'm saying? They're going to they gonna have a night out. They tired of being in the house, tired of being scared. They're going to go out, you know? Mika shows us on the camera that he got a fucking Ouija board. He done lost his rabbit-ass mind. This man really got... A Ouija board after everybody done told him no. The psychic, Katie, Katie friend, everybody like, just don't do it because you just opening a door that you don't want to open. He don't listen. Mika, Mika is very, very cocky, very arrogant. I don't like this man. So he shows that he got the Ouija board. He put it down on the table like he finna uh he finna start messing with it. But he called Katie, like, Katie, come here, like, got something to show you. She walk in the room. She ain't even in the frame of the camera yet, but we can hear her. She like, what the fuck is that? 
what the hell are you doing? She gets mad, bro. Like, I'm talking about slamming the door mad. She mad. She tell him, like, get the hell up. We leaving right now. You not finna touch that Ouija board. Leave it alone. I'm gonna be in the car. Let's go right now. So he trying to talk to her, and she's like, you you lied to me, bro. Like, no, we leaving. So, boom, she go out the house. She slammed the door behind her. He go outside like, yo, just calm down, blah, blah, blah. That's all we hear. Like, it cut off. But they leave, and the camera is still pointing at the Ouija board that's in the living room on the table. So we see, like, what looks like some wind coming through the living room because we see the curtains move. We see the little plants in the house move like from wind and then we see the little i don't know what the little thing on the ouija board is called the little uh the thing that you actually move around to spell the letters i don't know what it's called but it starts to move around on the board like it's spelling something so it spells out whatever it's spelled and then the shit catch on fire the shit just literally catch on fire by itself now i'm thinking this is kind of going back to how her house probably caught on fire like it just ignited out of nowhere. It's not electrical or anything. So, I mean, we already know the ghost probably started to fire her house. And he's showing us again, like, I started to fucking fire, bitch. That's what. That's how I took it. Like, I yeah, I'm the one that started the fire and what. So, that's all that happened. It catch on fire. And then uh, the fire, it, it die out after that. It don't, it don't catch the whole house on fire. So, now they get back home from their date. And um, Mika goes to look at the board. And he said oh shit and then she like what what happened he said i don't know something happened to the board she get mad all over again she like i can't believe you fucking lied to me you brought this shit in the house like she storm off go upstairs and she just cussing him out bro like, i don't even remember what she said but she was cussing him out boom she slammed the door so he tried to call her back down first of all he showed us the uh, ouija board he was like look like something wrote on it or something so he yelled at her upstairs he like Babe, I think it left us a message. She come out the door. She stands at the top of the stairs. This this part was funny to me. She said at the top of the stairs, she said, I don't give a fuck what it did. <laughs> Bro, that shit was funny when you watch it, but whatever. I'm like, she is so mad. So she go back in the room, get ready for bed. He tried to go up there, open the door. She like, no, get the fuck away from me. So... I guess he finally cut the camera off. He talked to her because now it cuts to it's 1.25 in the morning, 1.25 a.m. And we just see him apologizing to the camera. And she like, go ahead and say everything. And he like, I promise not to betray Katie. I promise to abide by her rules, blah, 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 blah. He like, is that all? She said, yes, thank you. They go to bed. And nothing happens that night. Like the only thing that happened was the Ouija bullshit while they was out on a date. So the next morning, he looking at the video and trying to figure out, like, what happened to the Ouija board. He saw the shit caught on fire and everything, but he trying to figure out what was the message that the thing was spelling. So he find out that, or he thinks that it spelled somebody's name uh, called Diane. And so he's trying to tell Katie, but Katie's talking to her friend because she's frustrated. She's like, I don't want to even deal with this shit no more. Like, I don't care. He asked, she knows my name, Diane. She like, nah. So he like, don't worry, I got a plan. Like, I got a plan for what we can do. So it cuts to that night, and we see him putting powder on the floor in the hallway, like baby powder or something. And that's his fucking plan, to put baby powder on the floor to see if it's like footprints and shit. 
And my thing is, if you already know it's something in the house, why do you need footprints? Like, this was supposed to be proof to, like, either somebody coming in the house or something in the house way before you knew that shit was happening and before Ouija Boy was catching on fire. Like, <laughs> bro, how is this a good plan? And Katie even said that. She was like, that's your plan to put powder on the floor? She said, I'm going to let you put your little powder on the floor. But if something happened, we calling the demon nigga. Like, we calling him. He said, don't worry about it. Like, this is my house. You my girl. I'm trying to take care of it. Don't worry about it. She said, well, I'm calling the demon nigga tomorrow. So I'm worried about it. So anyway, they go to bed. And now the text on the screen says, night number 17, October 4th, 2006. So they're in the bed and it's at midnight. The time jumps to 3.15 a.m. And we hear the little humming noise again. But this time we hear footsteps. They hear the footsteps and then they wake up because the footsteps come into the room. They wake up and they see the footprints all in the powder shit uh, and the footprints leading into the room, but they not leading out of the room. So when they do, when they pick up the camera, they do a close up on these footprints. It looked like alien footprints, to be honest with you. It got like, you know, like the three long toes and shit. Honestly, it looked like like if you throw up the west side sign on your hand, like that's that's what the footprints look like. So Mika started to go out to see if he could find out where the footprints start, because like I said, they come in the room, but they don't go back out. So the footprints not going out. She like, please, please don't go out there, Mika. Please don't go out there. But he go out there to see what he can find. And he see that the footprints start from their hallway closet. And when he look into the closet and look up like at the ceiling, you can see um, they got like the little the little attic door up there. And you can see that it's kind of open. And he like, oh, I'm gonna go up there and check it out. Of course, he gonna fucking go up there and check it out. She like, Mika, please know like this could be a trap. Like this thing probably just setting us up. He want us to go up there. So, you know, him being all macho and shit, he like, oh, don't worry about it, whatever. So he poking his head up there. And he could see something like in the corner and he like, oh, I'm gonna grab it, but I got to give you the camera. So he got the camera. And when he come back down with whatever he had, it's a photo of a little girl, like a little, like an old ass half burnt photo. So when Katie see it, she like, oh, no, nah, like that can't be like that can't be what I think it is. The picture is of her when she was little in front of her old house that burnt down, bro. It's her in the picture. She like, how the fuck did this get in this house? Like the ghost, nah, he fucking with us. He knows something because we lost everything in that fire. How does this picture even exist? Like she crying on the floor. Like she like scared at this point. I mean, she been scared, but at this point it's like, how the fuck did this picture get in, in this new house in the attic from when I was like eight years old? So we cut to the next day and they arguing about whether they need to call the demon dude or not. And she like, obviously nothing you doing is working like everything's getting worse i let you do your little powder thing that did nothing that that had no end result except he want like except the demon wanted us to go in the attic and find exactly what we found so she like no i'm calling i'm calling the demonologist so she calls him and apparently he's not available like he out of town or something so she had to call the psychic guy back and she said well the psychic can't come back until tomorrow so we just gotta wait through the night and then wait for him to come back tomorrow so now it's night number 18 october 5th 2006 and it's 3 53 a.m so 
both of them sleeping, Mika and Katie. Um, and then we see a downstairs light turn on. Then we hear some loud ass footsteps coming up the stairs, like somebody got on boots walking up the stairs. And Mika wake up. He started getting out the bed to try to see what it is. And as he's getting out the bed, the downstairs light turn off. And then it sounded like the footsteps start running and then boom, slam their bedroom door. He like, oh, what the fuck? And of course, this wakes Katie up because it's loud as fuck. And Mika try to slowly go towards the door to open it again. And then they just hear boop, 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 loud ass banging on the door. So he stepped back. Katie like, oh, so he stepped back again. And the doorknob started rattling like somebody trying to get in from the outside. So Mika just grab the door handle and swing the door open. Ain't nobody out there. He walked down the hallway trying to look for whatever it was. And, you know, Katie come out there with him. They don't see nothing. But when they turn around to go back to the bedroom, boom, the bedroom door slammed closed again. So Katie, she hysterical at this point. She's crying. And now it sounds like something banging from the inside of the bedroom trying to get out. So Mika go back again, boom, slam, open the door wide open. And it's it's still nothing in there. Like, ain't nothing in there. Nothing outside the door, nothing inside the bedroom. So at this point, Katie, like, no, I'm ready to leave the house. Like, she done. She said, I'd rather sleep downstairs than to go back and sleep in this bedroom. Like, I ain't having it. But they eventually get back in the bed um, to go out to sleep. So we jump to the next morning, and Katie is on the couch, and she just look exhausted. Like, she ain't sleep. She ended up going to the couch because she was so scared to sleep in the room. And they just hug it out or whatever. So then we see them eating like, it's either breakfast or lunch. They don't really say what time it is, but they eating in the kitchen and it's daytime. And they hear a loud ass noise come from upstairs. So up until this point, nothing has happened during the daytime. So this is like new for them. So they go up there and then they, they look around trying to see what the noise was. And then Katie noticed that the picture that they got hanging in the stairway of her and Mika, like the picture is a uh, smash, like, like somebody punched the the uh picture and broke it or something and mika like hold on why is my face all scratched up and shit but yours ain't and it's like bro you know why you know why <laughs> you've been messing with this demon and now he finna get your ass yeah but the demon like yeah i got something for that ass keep playing with me so while he looking at the photo katie is like i think it's still here it's breathing on me and then he point the camera at her and we just see her hair fucking move like something really breathing on her like so she run away. She run downstairs. And Mika's like, fucking A. Like, what? First of all, I got a question for people. What is that? Like, I feel like that's such a... I'm sorry, but that's such a white thing. Like, saying, fucking A. Okay, anyway. So he asked her, like, has anything ever happened to you during the daytime? And she like, no. So it jumps to them waiting for the psychic to arrive. It's nighttime now. And Katie just pacing back and forth. And then uh, the psychic get there. And she opened the door and let him in. She's like, oh, my God, thank God you're here. Uh, you know, stuff's been happening. She's trying to talk to him. But as soon as he come in, he's like, hey, how you doing? He's like, oh, oof. it feels very, very powerful in here. Like, that's what he say, right? He's talking about the presence of the demon. So he don't even let her finish talking. He like, he said, listen, whatever this thing is, it don't like that I'm here. And it's very angry right now. He says, so I got to go. <laughs> I'm in a dip. I'm not staying here. It don't want me here. So I'm going to holler at y'all. So she like, no, 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 no. Please, like, 
you can't leave. You have to help us. He said, listen, I already told you this ain't my expertise. I'm sorry that Dr. Avery's, who is the demonologist, he like, I'm sorry, you know, he's out of town, but he should be back in a few days. But I got to get the hell out of here. Like, this thing don't want me here. <laughs> this man dipped. He said, I'm out of here. So they can't do nothing about it. So we just fast forward to them in the bed again. And the text on the screen again, night number 19, October 6, 2006. And it's 1.33 a.m. So this time we hear like a little, a little low tapping sound, like sound like somebody tapping on something. And we see the sheets that's covering them in the bed. It kind of move up like, like wind is blowing under it. And it did that um, on Katie's side of the bed. And her foot sticking out, so we see it like move like just a little bit. So then it jumps to 3.04 a.m. And we see the closet light in the hallway turn on. And we hear the little tapping. And then it just turn off again. Then we see a little shadow move across a bedroom door. And then something growled like right in Katie's face. And Katie just woke up. She woke up and like, Mika, Mika, I just felt something breathe on me. Like something's in here. Oh, my God, crying, blah, blah, blah. And then it ends. That, that scene ends. So the next day, Mika been doing some research and he found the lady that they've been talking about. Her her name is Diane. So he found the lady. And he like, Katie, like this lady had the same shit, the same exact shit happened to her in the 60s that's happened to you. I'm talking about everything, like down to her being eight years old, the house burning down, her seeing shit, like everything. And she like, so what happened to her? He like, well... She called an exorcist, or they called an exorcist, and uh, it didn't work, you know? Like, she just got worse. They had to restrain her to a bed and all that. And, bro, this lady eventually died because she chewed through her arm trying to get out of the restraints, and she bled to death. They said as far as, as they could tell, like, she didn't feel any pain when she was biting through her arm, but she, I mean, she bled to death because can't bite your fucking arm off. So, basically... Mika think that whatever they did on the Ouija board, whatever, when the ghost wrote out Diane on the Ouija board, he was trying to warn them not to fuck with no exorcists, no demonologists and stuff like that. My thing is, bro, the demon tried to warn you not to fuck with him. <laughs> he, I don't think he tried to tell you don't worry about no exorcists and no demonologists. He's telling you stop playing with him, bro. He's not going for it. So... We jump ahead to the next scene, and now it's night number 20, October 7, 2006, and it's 4.30 a.m. They sleeping, and then we see a shadow cross the door again. And then this time, we see Katie's leg start moving like, like somebody just like you know pulled on it. And they pulled on a little bit more, and they dragged her out the bed. Boom, she fell on the floor. She woke up, and she like, Mika. And then the shit just grabbed her leg again and started dragging her ass down the hallway, bro. She's like, Mika, Mika, Mika. Bro, she's screaming so fucking loud, getting dragged out of the room, down the hallway by her foot. And then the bedroom door slam, boom, as soon as they get her out the room. Mika jumping up, he opened the bedroom door and he running down the hall after her. He was able to grab her, like the front of her. And he's like, let her go, let her go, blah, 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 let her go. He had to say it like three, four times. And he finally was able to get her. So they run back to the bedroom and they just on the floor. She crying. And he, he just looking like, 
what the fuck? Like, you actually just got dragged down a goddamn hallway by your foot. Like, this demon not playing with y'all. So that scene ends with them on the floor together and she crying and he just kind of like holding her, right? So the next morning she land on the couch. She like, please, we just got to leave. Like, I don't want to be in this house. Like, we like we just need to go, please. He said, all right, cool. Like, I'll get us a hotel, whatever you want. Um, but let me let me get a shot of that thing that you got on your back. So he like, you know, he trying to get a shot of it on the camera to show the camera what's on her back. When she pulled her shirt up, it's a bite mark on her back. And it's like, it's all red and shit. Like a fresh bite mark. Now we uh we cut to him saying, All right, I got the car packed, let's go. And Katie is sitting on the kitchen floor and she's not responding to him. He like, babe, come on, let's go. But she holding something in her hand. He's like, what is this? Let it go. Whatever it is. She not letting it go. Like her hand not opening up. He like, what is this? She got like a, a monster grip on that shit. When he opened her hand, it's like a little wooden cross. And she was holding it so tight that it started cutting her hand and her hand is bleeding. He like, fuck, like fuck this shit. I'm over it. He go get the towel. He clean her up. And he grabbed the uh he grabbed the cross and he threw it in the fire. So now it's showing us that she back upstairs laying in the bed, and he like, you know, are you okay? Are you better now? Let's go. Are you ready to go? And she like, no, I don't, I don't want to leave. He said, What you mean? You just wanted to leave. Like, I packed the car, I got the hotel, you want to get out of this house. Like, we need to go. And she like, no, I think, I think it'll be okay. We should. We should just stay, please, please. I don't want to go. So he get mad. He like, what the fuck? He he said, are you crazy? Like, why would you want to stay here? He get mad. He storm out the room. But he leave the camera in there. And then she just smiling at the camera. And she say, I think we'll be okay now. But when she say that, it sound like two voices at the same time. It's like her voice and a little demon voice in the background. Like, saying, I think we'll be okay now. So now we know the fucking demon don't possess her, basically. So now we on the final night. This is night number 21, October 8th, 2006. And it's 1.27 a.m. So they both sleeping. And again, Katie, Katie just suddenly sit up straight. You know what I'm saying? Like in that uh, sleepwalking kind of state that she was in the first time. So it's clear that she's still possessed, right? So she throw the cover off of her. And bro, they show her feet. <laughs> They show her feet, and her feet are, like, pointing towards each other. Like, it look weird, bro. Like, it look like her two big toes trying to kiss each other. Like, they just pointed straight in. Like, them things is weird as fuck. So she throw the cover off, whatever. Um, And she get out of the bed, and again, she just turn around and stare at Mika while he's sleeping. But this time, the cover just starts to slide off his body until they hit the floor so once the covers hit the floor she go around to his side of the bed and she just stand there and stare at him again until it's 3 14 a.m so again she stared at him for like two hours because it was like 1 30 when she got up and now it's like 3 15 so then we see her walk out of the room slowly she go downstairs and next thing you know she starts screaming at the top of her fucking lungs like the scream sounds very demonic, bro, because it starts out like, Mika! Like, she just screaming, but then it goes to, Mika! 
And then so he jump up and he run downstairs like, what's going on, babe? What's wrong, honey? And she's still screaming as he's down there. He's like, babe, what's going on? But see, he didn't take the camera this time. So we don't we don't see what's happening. We just hear it. And all we hear is boop, boop. It sounds like she like hit him in the head with a frying pan or something. She hit him with something because then it's just silent. And then we start hearing the heavy footsteps come up the stairs, like somebody wearing boots coming up the stairs. And then it stopped. We don't see nothing in the frame. The camera's still pointed like towards the highway, but we don't see nothing in the frame yet. Next thing you know, we see Mika's body like flying towards the fucking camera, like flying towards us. Like somebody just pushed him into the goddamn camera. But obviously it's a dead body. Like he already dead. So his body hits the camera. He fall on the floor. The camera falls on the floor. Then we see Katie standing in the doorway with a bloody shirt on. She walk over to Mika. She bend down. And she starts sniffing him. She's sniffing this nigga like she a dog. I mean, obviously it's the demon. But she's sniffing him like a dog. And then she she look up at the camera. She see the camera looking at her. She come a little closer to her. She smile. And then we see her face kind of go into like, a demon and she lunged toward the camera and screech and then that's how the movie ends so the last thing we see on the screen is um a little text and it say mika's body was discovered on october 11th by police katie's whereabouts remain unknown so basically he remember he died on the night of the 8th that last night they was in there and they didn't find the body till october 11th so that's how the movie ends uh Man, I'm telling y'all, this movie is creepy, it's scary. I feel like it's scary just mainly for the fact that it was shot like a like a documentary, like like you really in it, you know? So, in my opinion, Mika has, he deserved to get got. I'm sorry. He was playing too many games. He wanted to mess with the demon and all that shit, but... So, anyway, his ass deserved to get got. That's all I'm gonna say. So, that was the movie. I'm gonna jump right into the... Uh, fun facts it's a lot of fun facts about this movie um that i didn't know until i looked it up for the movie so the first fun fact i have for you is the budget for this movie was only fifteen thousand dollars bro like fifteen thousand dollars and it made over 193 million dollars worldwide you started out with fifteen thousand and you made over 193 million dollars that's crazy like that's goals, bro. That's goals. The second fun fact I have for you is that this movie was inspired by the Blair Witch Project, which was um, which was released in 1999. And it was kind of shot the same way where it was like, you know, found footage that they shot um, and kind of see from the people's point of view. But that one cost $22,000 to make and uh, they made $240 million. So this is what I mean by like paranormal activity changed the game because it just showed that like you can be an independent filmmaker and you can have this small ass budget and you can still make like a great movie, you know? So the third fun fact I have for you is that this movie still holds the record for the highest grossing film ever released in fewer than 300 theaters. The next fun fact I have for you is that this movie was shot in a found footage style, which is basically, like I said, it's like, they find they find they act like they find this footage that was lost that um presents the events and like 
first person type character, like the character shot that they sell. The next fun fact I have for you is that the director, Oren, Oren Pelly, he shot this movie in his own house in seven days. So first of all, he shot in his own house. It only took seven days to make and it only cost $15,000 to make. That's crazy, bro. So this, the next fun fact I have for you was the most interesting fun fact to me. So this movie was mostly improvised. Like they, the actors weren't given scripts for the movie. So they were just kind of told like, um, kind of like guidelines on how they should behave and what they should discuss in the scenes. But most of this was improvised. So I thought that that was the most interesting fun fact to me because you can kind of tell, like it feels kind of genuine, but I watched an interview of Katie and Mika talking about it. And they were saying that like, they basically were put in the house. Um, and like I said, they were kind of told the context of what was going to happen, but they really didn't even know what was going to happen in the movie. So like those moments where like the big sounds happened and they were scared, like that was real because they, they there was no script for the movie. That's crazy to me. All right. So as I mentioned before, like this film has multiple sequels. It's like a whole franchise now. So they got Paranormal Activ- Activity 2, 3 and 4. Uh, Paranormal Activity, the marked ones and Paranormal Activity the ghost dimension so i don't know if i review all of these on the podcast i probably should and i I probably eventually will but um yeah they got a lot of movies and i think they all good but the first one is like the best one it's like the most genuine one to me all right so i'll give y'all my scary scale and if it's a must see or not so the scary scale for me for this one the very first i'm gonna say it's a 10 um just because, like I said, that that shooting from the character's point of view is so much scarier than having, like, a scripted version of a movie. So this one's definitely, like, a 10 uh, for scary. It started off a little slow, but it's like a build-up type movie. So it started off a little slow, and then shit just get worse, worse, and worse. So now on the movie, if it's a must-see or not. Definitely a must-see. Again, you're going to be scared as hell. If you don't like scary movies, I would not recommend you watch this at least not alone and at least not in the dark before you go to bed because you're gonna be dreaming about it so yeah that was paranormal activity i hope y'all enjoyed the episode i hope you enjoyed the podcast uh please leave me a review on apple Podcasts. rate the podcast follow me on instagram at run bit podcast um yeah i'll see y'all in the next episode bye bit